Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. to the book of Genesis. Appreciate the Lord. Appreciate the good spirit I've already felt. Can't thank him enough for what we experienced this morning. Uh, I tried to think, had a thought coming down the road and thought if somebody asked you to describe it, what would you say? And I was a loss for words. Couldn't find the right word. Uh, what glory we beheld I thank him this this night. Just pray that God's will would be done. Uh, turn with us to Genesis chapter number 14 tonight. Genesis chapter number 14. I'm going to begin at verse number 17. And uh, read a few verses here. We've a, a thought. I don't, I don't want to question God. I don't know why tonight, but it feels like it's urgent. The brother opened up with a scripture. That confirmed in my heart I was kind of wrestling of which way to go. And uh, when he opened up with that scripture, God said, now, need anything else? And I thought, no, I just know what to do now, and I'm grateful. So Genesis 14, verse number 17, And the king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter of Chedorlaomer. And of the kings that were with them at the valley of Sheva, which is the king's dale. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. Blessed be the Most High God, which hath delivered thine enemies into thine hand, and he gave him tithes of all. And the king of Sodom said unto Abram, Give me the persons, and take the goods to thyself. And Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up mine hand unto the Lord, the most high God, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take from a thread even to a shoe latchet, and that I will not take anything that is thine, lest thou shouldest say, I have made Abram rich. Save only that which the young men have eaten and the portion of the, and the, portion of the men which went with me. Aner, Eschol, Memory, let them take their portion. <laughs> Father, thank you for your word. We pray you'd open our hearts to it now. We don't know it's intent fully, but we know that it's good. And We pray that you would reveal to us this truth. May it settle in our souls that even as we go from here, it directs our path and it guides us in this truth. Help us to recognize that all things must come from you. We're trusting you for this and we pray for the unction for we confess our, our dependence upon you. We trust in you now to speak it, Father, as only you can. Give us that clarity of mind and speech, the great Holy Spirit, God, which will be the demonstration of the Spirit and power. For we ask it in Jesus' great name. Amen. Amen. 
There's some things in this world that we just don't need. Uh, we live in a society, a culture of people today that are, that are absolutely obsessed with having more. They want everything coming and going. They work themselves to death uh, trying to gather everything they can of this world, failing to remember that they'll take none of it with them. I'm not against doing the right thing, doing the best you can, but I'll tell you right now, when it comes to my provision, we better just go ahead and recognize that God is the one that provides. You can search and you can look, and it bothers me tonight, and I don't want to offend anybody, but I don't really, it doesn't matter. The Word of God is still the Word of God, and we can look around us and see the effects of what's going on. We've got men and women so, so desirous of the things of this world that they'd rather hand their children off to a paid stranger than they would to stay at home and raise them in the fear and admonition of the Lord. When it comes to it, friend, if, if what you're after is just more, I'll tell you right now, the motivation is wrong. Amen. I understand having to work and I understand needing, uh, amen, something that you can buy groceries with and pay the light bill and the house payment and the car payment. But if all you're trying to do is to keep up with the Joneses, trying to do what everybody else is doing, then you fail to understand that your God is what brings the greatest satisfaction in this world. It bothers me when I look and see so many people killing themselves. They've got dead up to their eyeballs. Their credit cards are maxed out everything they're doing they're borrowing from today friend not with any idea how they're going to do tomorrow I want you to know that of all the things of this world we need we need Jesus today we need him we need him to move in our hearts we need him to strip from us of the very lust of this world and the covetousness of our heart if it's driving you, you say, preacher, I can't work on Sunday because I've got to work. Brother, if that's a choice you're making so you can have a new car or you can have a new house or you can have the best fishing pole or shotgun out there, let me tell you something. You don't got your priorities out of order. I want to look tonight at some examples of what men of God in the, in the book told us. I read to you the story of Abram. The Bible said Abram, he minded his own business until they took Lot. They messed up when they started messing with Abraham's family. The Bible said that when them other kings come in there and the king of Sodom and Gomorrah and two or three others, they all met in that valley or that dale and they began to fight. And uh, the king of Sodom lost out. The Bible said that they... The other kings came in there and they took Lot. They took all of his goods. They took everything from Sodom and they took the women also and they stole them away and took them out. And the Bible said when Abraham heard about it, I'll tell you right now, a man has got his mind on God knows what to do. Amen. If you're prayed up, you'll be ready when it comes time to live it. And I'm glad today. When they told Abram, said, hey, I just come from the battle and they got Lot. They got his family. They got the women. They've got the children. They've got all the goods from Sodom. The Bible said Abram took his 318 men. Now, I don't know if you, if you think that's an army, but that ain't very many people. Amen. He was fighting against five other kings and all their men. And the Bible said Abram took 318 men from his own household. He wasn't looking for somebody else to fight his fight. No, bless God, he had done made up his mind that he knew his God. God would lead him out. 
Bible said they went down there, them 319, and Abram split them up into three different groups, and they didn't wait till it was day. They attacked them in the middle of the night. You say, well, that ain't fair. I'll tell you right now, when you set yourself against the king of glory, you're going to find out that he's a battle winner, not a loser tonight. He's able to win the victory. The Bible said there's a great slaughter took place. Abram and them 318 men, they laid it to them others. They took all the women back. They took old Lot back. They got everything they stole from Sodom and they come hauling it out of there and they brought it back into the into Sodom and Gomorrah and they gave it. And old Abram, he gave it all back to the king. And the Bible said Melchizedek showed up, the, mo- the priest of the most high God, and he had brought bread and wine out and he began to uh, uh, bless Abram for his courage and his willingness and he blessed God for blessing Abram. Oh, that's good. Then we see the king of Sodom Sodom step up and he told Abram, he said, hey, he said, just give me the men, just give me the women back from Sodom. He said, you can take all the spoil, it's yours. Now I'll tell you right now, it's Abram's anyway. Amen, he'd went in there and won the battle, but I want you to listen to what Abram told him. Amen. The king Sodom, he said, you, you just give me the people back. You can take all the, the loot for yourself. You can take everything else. No doubt it was a great bounty. And the Bible said that, oh, Abram, he spoke to him and he told him there in verse number 22, he said, and Abram said to the king of Sodom, he said, I've lifted my hand unto the Lord. Amen. What he was doing was making a vow. He was trying to make a promise and let everybody know that he was making a statement. He lifted up his hand. Verse number 23, he said that I will not take from a thread even to a shoe latchet and that I will not take anything that is time. I want you to get it tonight. Here's the message. Here's the title for the message tonight. Keep it. I want you to know there's some things in this world that I don't need. The king of Sodom came to Abram. He said, take all the riches. You can have them. You know what Abram told him? He said, keep them. I don't need the riches of this world. Let me tell you something right now. I've got a king tonight who's my heavenly father. He brought me into his fold. He made me one of his own. Brother, I'll tell you today, I've never missed a meal. And I'm glad that he'll be there. Amen. Until my last dying breath, he'll never not be enough for me. I want you to know that the riches of this world. They ain't anything but a snare. How they'll take you down. They'll bind your heart to the wickedness and the covetousness of this wicked world. But you can be sure of this. God is enough for you and me. Let's tell the world today, keep it. I don't need yours. Amen. You say, preacher, you ain't trying to take care of the future. I've done the best I could. But you know what? I ain't in control of the future. Amen. I've tried to be faithful. Amen. When it comes to those kind of things, I've tried to lay up as we're supposed to just so that I got something to live on. Amen. Ain't no guarantee when I get 65 that there'll be a government to pay my way. I'll tell you right now, I've tried 
to be faithful, but I've also watched in the last six months about half of what I earned disappeared. I don't know who got it, but it went summers. But I'll tell you this much, I ain't worried about that. You hear me right now. I ain't worried about that. Keep it if that's what you want. You can have it. I don't need it. I've got a God, you see. Amen. That owns a cattle of a thousand hills. I've got a God that'll never let me go. The psalmist David, he said, I've never, I've seen the righteous forsaken for his seed begging bread. You want some money? You can have mine. I don't need it today. I've got a God. Just keep it. Lord Jesus, they people selling out for dollars. Yeah, that's right. They won't come to church because they need more money. Keep it. I don't want it. I don't want it. You say, preacher, has God not blessed you? I'll tell you right now, he's blessed me aside. And I'm grateful for every nickel he's ever let pass through my hand. And if I've got anything when I leave this whole world, you mark this down. I give God the credit for every bit of it, every single bit of it. I want you to know that if you want to come to my house and you want to say, preacher, I'd just like to give you a little extra if you'll preach about this. I want you to know you might as well not come to my house. Keep it. I don't need yours. I've got a God and I believe I'll just listen to him. If it harrows the devil, if it runs every person off, I'm just going to preach the gospel of God. I don't care what you offer. Abraham said, keep it. He said, I don't want a thread. There's likely a thread hanging here somewhere. I don't want a thread, even a shoelace. If you think for one minute... You can take the glory from God to anything old Abram had. Let me be clear tonight. I've got a God that ain't never failed. You say, preacher, if I just had a little more, I'll tell you where that's coming from. The old flesh ain't never had enough. It'll lie to you. Amen. He'll corrupt your heart and your thinking until covetous takes the place of gratefulness and you'll begin looking over the fence and you'll begin trying to find something else to satisfy, amen, the lust of your own flesh. I'll tell you right now, the best thing we can do is to nail the flesh to the cross every day and say, Jesus, you're enough for me. Jesus, you're all I need. I'm right now content, Lord, because you have provided my purse tonight. Amen. I believe him tonight. You can believe what you want to believe. But I'll believe right this. I'll tell you right now. If I ain't got a dime tomorrow, Alfred, I want you to know I've still got a God. And amen, he's rich. Hey, there ain't anything he don't have. I'm glad, brother. Like old Abram, he looking square and I say, keep it. I don't need it. You say, well, was Abram rich? Yeah, he getting there. God had already blessed that man. God had filled up his, he had more, amen, than most people had. But when the king, when the world started offering Abram just a little bit more, he knew right then that ain't from God. I don't need it. You just keep it. You just keep it. The Bible said 
The book of Kings is a man with leprosy, old Naaman. He was a leper. The scripture said, old Naaman, he had heard from a little maid in his house, a little Jewish girl, a little captive girl that had been stole away from her home. And she said to her mistress, and she had taken care of her one day, she said, oh, to God, that old Naaman would go down to the prophet in Israel. He said he'd recover him of his leprosy. Word got back to old Naaman. Said, hey, little maid said, there's a man down there got a cure for leprosy. And the Bible said that he took 10 talents of silver, 6,000 pieces of gold, and 10 changes of raiment. I don't care who you are, that's a lot of money. And he rolled in down there where old Elisha was, and he said, I've come to get cured. And the Bible said, old Elisha never even went out of the house. He sent old Gehazi out there. He told him, he said, tell Naaman, you go down to Jordan and you dip seven times. And the Bible said he told him, he got furious. He said, ain't they rivers closer than the Jordan? Amen. He said, ain't they cleaner rivers than that old muddy pit? He said, ain't there summers else I can go? He said, I thought to God, I come down here to you that you'd wave your arms or do something to cause me to be healed. And here you ask me to go and dip in that muddy Jordan. He got so mad. He was fixing to leave. They said, Master, if he'd have told you to do some great thing, wouldn't you have done it? He come to himself. He made up his mind. He said, I'll go down there then. He went down to Jordan. He slipped into the water. Amen. He dipped one, two, three. He got down to number six. And they wasn't not a th- I don't believe it even started getting better. Let me tell you something. You got to wait till you do what God said. Amen. Till you're going to see the provision given. Bible said he went down seven times, come back up, and his skin just like a babe. You know how happy he must have been. Amen. He toted into that town a great deal of wealth. He come, he come running back to Elisha. He come telling, he said, hey, he said, I got something for you. He said, it worked, it worked. I'm healed. I ain't got leprosy no more. He said, I want you to have all this. I want you to have it. He said, I brought it all. And he said, I'm going to give it to you. You know what Elisha told him? Keep it. He said, keep it. Oh, Elisha told him, he said, take it back with you. I'll not take a penny of it. I want you to know the world to promise you the moon today, but it can't deliver if all you're stuck on are the things of this world, you're going to get messed up. There ain't enough deliverance in this world if you piled it all together to get you out of the house. I'm God of God today. Amen. That's greater than everything else. Oh, Elisha told him. He said, keep it. I don't need it. Keep it. Keep it. I want you to know here's what I'm saying to the world today. Just keep it. We don't need your stuff. They're trying to convince everybody that the right way, the new way, the best way to run a church is to entertain them until their emotions are at a place where you can sprinkle a little gospel sermonette to it. Let me tell you something. It ain't changed since the day Peter stood on the edge of the street and said, repent and be baptized. 
it's still the same gospel. The apostle Paul said, I didn't come to you with the enticing words of man's wisdom. He said, but in the demonstration of the spirit and of power, he said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. If for it is the power of God unto salvation, I want you to know tonight that the world, it's got a lot to offer. But when you measure it to what my king has, by bless your heart, it don't even measure up. I'll tell you what we'll do, what we need to do with the things of this world. Tell them to keep it. We don't need it. Old Naaman left there. You know what happened to Gehazi, his servant? He began to covet what that man had. He began to covet what that man had freely offered but had been so carefully refused. He took off after the things of the world and he caught him as he was going away and he made up a big lie. Let me tell you something. If what you have took a lie to get, you better give it back. I'll tell you right now, it ain't worth having if you had to lie to get it, if you had to cheat to get it, all these things of this world. I'll tell you right now, you go to a convenience store anymore, it ain't convenient. You've got to stand in line for five minutes while some poor old soul pays them their last dollar on a lottery ticket. Hey man, I'll tell you what's going on in that situation. They ain't got a God. They don't know who I know. I'll tell you right now, I don't need a lottery ticket. I done won the big one. You couldn't give me more than I got. What in the world would I need a lottery ticket for? Well, I got mine when I was born again. I'll tell you what they can do with their fire. I seen it on the store of a window this year, or this week when I was coming back. I stopped to get fuel at a station. It said 5.2 million lottery. I thought to myself, keep it. I've got all I need. Hey, man, I don't need what they've got. They, they can pile it all up together. That ain't what's going to deliver me. I'll tell you more than not, the money of this world is a snare, and the love of it is the root of all evil. Y'all just let them have it today. I heard a story of, a, of an old lady that was, cupboards was bare, didn't have none to eat. She got on her knees that morning and said, Lord, you know I ain't got nothing to eat today. And if you would, would you send me some groceries? That time she got done praying, somebody's knocking on her door. And they came to her and opened the door. And it was the meanest old wicked man in the community there was. And he said, I got some groceries for you. Well, she took him, thanked him. It said she shut that door, went back in there, started praying again. She said, Lord, she said, the devil may have bought them and the devil may have brought them, but I know you sent them. Amen. I want you to know it don't make no difference who it is God will use. Amen. The wicked to feed me if that's what it takes. Amen. God will use the wicked of this world. Amen. To drop a little coin in my bank account to keep my light bill paid. I don't doubt my God today. I believe that he's able, amen, to do all that. It ain't about what you got, friend, out here. It's about what's in here. And if it means I'm going to compromise with God, keep it. I'm not interested. I'm not interested. 
Bible said that there was some Roman soldiers came to Jesus, Luke chapter number three. And he'd give them some great instruction on what to do. And them old Roman soldiers, they said, well, what should we do? He was talking to the Jews and then them Romans, they stepped in and said, well, what should we do? Here's what the Lord told them. And the soldiers likewise demanded of him saying, and what shall we do? And he said unto them, do violence to no man, neither accuse any falsely and be content with your wages. Does that sound godly to anybody? Amen. Huh? Amen. He said it, not me. He said, be content with your wages. Now, I ain't against the raise, are you? Huh? If, if they want to say, you've passed this time, you've earned a raise, get it to me. I did whatever was required. You've done a good job. You've exceeded. You've done better than your peers. We're going to give you a raise. Fine, give it to me. Amen. But when I get to the house, it ain't going to be them I'm thinking. I'm still going to be thanking him because I'll tell you right now, if I've got a wage and if I'm able to keep a wage, I know who gave it to me and I'll know who'll take it away. Amen. If I ain't grateful for it, I believe today we ought to be content with the wage we've been given. And you say, is that the, that's what Jesus said. Amen. I'll tell you what. Hey, watch, Steve. If you'll start hiding some of that inventory, I'll split the profit with you. Company will never know. You know what we can tell them? Keep it. Right. Ain't interested. Amen. I got somebody to take care of me. I don't need yours. Amen. I don't need your your filthy lucre. I don't need that 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 shameless stuff that's going on behind the closed doors. I don't need that stuff that they fight and bicker and kill over every day of every year of every society that's ever been born. I'll tell you right now, we've got a God. Amen. And he ain't never been matched. Amen. His riches are untold. And brother, they never been a child of God being won't. We've got a God today. And he's good. Hey, are we able, are we willing to say to the world, keep it? I'll be just fine. I'll be just fine. There's the riches of this world. The riches of this world. And we find, we find the word of God tells us there about another man. The Bible said when old David rolled in to the battle, the Bible said Saul and the men of Israel had set themselves in array against the Philistines. Old Goliath came out there every morning for 40. He come out there and made his brag about what he was going to do. He made his challenge for one man to come and fight him and whoever won, that the others would be a servant to them. The Bible said old David got down there and he saw that and he heard it and he said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that doth defy the armies of the living God? Now you say, well, he was but a youth. He didn't have nothing to offer. I'll tell you right now, when old Saul got him in his tent and he began to inquire of him the same thing, he told old Saul, he said, you listen to me. He said, there was one time, he said that a bear came out after one of my lions, out of my sheep and he said there was a lion came after it too and he said I slew the bear and I slew the the lion and he said I'll do the same thing to this uncircumcised Philistine I'll tell you right now the battle ain't mine I've got a God that's willing to fight all my battles amen our government may come to us it it may be in my lifetime that our government comes and says if you want protection you're going to have to sign up for this. 
They already trying to strip the tax-free exemption from churches. Amen. If you want protection from the government, then you're going to have to do it this way. You're going to have to follow the world's mandate. You're going to have to follow the laws that an ungodly Supreme Court is mandating. You're going to have to do the things, amen, that the word of our God says are wrong and reprobate. Let me tell you something. If you're saying to me that in order to have the protection of this country, I've got to acquiesce to the devil's agenda, let me tell you something. Keep it. Keep it. I'll take my chances with the most high God. I'll take my chances with the supreme ruler of the known world. I'll take my chances with he who has never lost a battle. If you need help today, I've got a good helper and his name's Jesus. Keep it. Saul seen he wasn't able to convince David no different. So then he decided he'd put his own protection on David. Well, at least get me get you suited up like the world says you need to be. Put on these things the world says are necessary for your success and living it out here. The Bible said that old, that old Saul, he put on him, he put on David his armor. His armor. Wasn't David's armor. It was Saul's armor. He put it on David. The Bible said he put, he put on him a coat of mail. The Bible said that he gave him a helmet of brass. And the Bible said that he gave David his own sword. And the Bible said that David attempted to go. You know what he did? He listened to Saul for just a moment. He put it on. Sounds reasonable, doesn't it? You need a little coat of mail, amen, to keep some of that stuff from piercing your organs. Need you a good helmet, need you a good sword. Amen, you need all these things to be protected in this world. You need what the world is given today. It baffles my mind how many, how many commercials are about fear today. How many, per, how many commercials and how many things that are going on and being said that are trying to drive fear into your heart so you'll buy their product, so you'll live longer, so you'll be safe. Let me tell you something right now. I don't need something, amen, that is gonna keep me safe if it's of the world. I don't need it today. You can keep it. I've got one that'll protect me. And brother, whatever takes me out, you can be sure of this. It was his will. The Bible said that he is saved to go. He didn't take many steps. The Bible said that he attempted to go because he had not proved it. So what he was doing was checking it out. Do you know the Bible said we ought to try the Spirit's to see who they're of. Amen. There's some slick talkers out there in the world today. The devil's crowd, they're trying to convince you of every ungodly thing going on. But may I say to you today, you might attempt, you might say to go, amen, but prove it. Try to make sure you understand who this are. The Bible said it didn't take old David long. He turned around. I can see him start shucking it off. Hey, man, that coat of mail, pitched that old helmet of brass over there. Here's your sword. Hey, man, took that armor, peeled it off. He said, you know what? He said, I ain't proved not one of them things. Here he was, strapped down, still a little shepherd. Got all that world stuff off of him, and it got right back down to who he really was. I'll tell you right now, if you've got to change from 
for the world. Amen. You ought to just tell them, keep it. I ain't a changing for you. I ain't a changing for the devil. I'm going to live for God. I'm going to trust him today for my protection. Amen. He tore all that stuff off and he gave it back to Saul. And the Bible said he stepped out there and he found him five smooth stones. He got that old stick. Boy, I was thinking about that staff he had. That's probably a stout stick. I'd say you wouldn't want to get hit with that one. I'd say he's running many a predator off the flock. With that stick, he got his staff. And the Bible said he stopped at the brook and he found him five smooth stones. Oh, I wanted to preach on five smooth stones, but let me move on. He got them five smooth stones. He put them in that little shepherd's bag. <laughs> Amen. He had his sling in his pocket, and he said, oh, you know why? Because he had done proved that. Let me give you a story or two. I have done been in a battle or two in my life. I have done seen the enemy stand up and make his brags. I've done heard everybody else tell me what I need to do and what I ought to do, amen, and when to do it and how to do it. Let me tell you something. Just keep it. I've done found the resource that I need. I've found the one that has never failed. I've got the one who knows exactly what I need. And old David stepped into that battle and he said, you come to me with your sword and your spear. He said, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. He said, to the battle ain't mine. He said, it's the Lord's. And the Bible said he ran toward him. I'll tell you right now, we ought to tell the world, keep it. You can have your ungodly, wicked things, but I'm gonna stick with God today. What's wrong with the church, the modern day church, is they ought to have said, keep it. We ain't interested. Keep your new way. We ain't interested. Say, preacher, it'll just enhance what's going on. Son, if you got any more enhanced than what we seen this morning, (laughs) we'd all died of heart attacks. Our hearts are bursting in us. I thought I was a goner for sure. It was good. It was, you can't enhance that, son. We didn't need a thing this morning. I believe we ought to just tell the world, keep it. I'm going to stick with the old stuff. You say, what's the old stuff? I'm talking about that book and what's written in it. I'm talking about the mandate that has been given from an almighty and perfect holy God who has laid in your life and mine everything that we need. Let me tell you something. How the Lord Jesus himself has said all that the Father has given me. I have lost none. And he said everybody that is the Father's is in the Father's hand. And he said no man is able to put them out of his hand. I don't know who you think you are. I don't know what country you think you are. But I'll tell you right now. I've got a God. And as far as trying to bargain about how you're going to keep me safe, keep it. I'm just going to trust God. We need more bombs. We need more weapons. We need more this. We need more that. I'll tell you what we need more of. And that's Jesus Christ. Amen. I ain't never found a better protector than him. David said, keep it. I ain't proven any of that. Do you know if David had walked down there with old Saul's armor and Saul's helmet and Saul's sword and Saul's mail? 
He'd never been able to lift that little arm. Sling that sling around. Now he said, I ain't proved none of this. Keep it. I don't need it. And he walked down there with a leather strap and a rock. Does that not amaze you? This man was 13 feet tall. And he strutted down there with a leather strap and a smooth rock. And with confidence, he said, this day, he said, this day, will I take your head from your own body with your own sword? Because the battle ain't mine. It's the Lord's. Well, I'll just tell the world today to keep it. The world says that you need more power in this world. I like what somebody said about it. I forgot he's one of our founding fathers. But the problem with giving anybody power is that power corrupts the human soul. With power comes corruption. And it's an awful thing today when we see people that succumb to the ideal that they need more authority or they need more power. Go with us to the book of Daniel, chapter number 5. What you'll find there is Old Belshazzar had a great feast. I mean, he had tens of thousands of people. I heard, I heard Dr. Dan tell it the other day when he was preaching but they said that the pavilion that he made was one of the seven wonders of the world. It was a mile long. It was a covered pavilion for a mile long, and he had a continuous party going on from one end to the other. And then they're raucous and they're righteous. The Bible said, Old Bell, Shazar's so drunk. Everybody around him's so drunk. Old Bell, Shazar said, Bring out the gold vessels from the Hebrews. They'd stole all that stuff from the temple when they destroyed it. Brought all that stuff that God had in the temple in his house. And buddy, when they took out the gold vessels from the tabernacle of God and they began to pour their nasty wine in it and drink it down in their righteous living, the Bible said something happened. Old Belshazzar Drunk as a skunk, there he was. And the Bible said he suddenly saw the hand of a man. And he said the man, or that hand, began to ride on the wall. Oh, Belshazzar, the Bible said his knees began to smoke together. He was in such fear of what he saw. It tickled me to death when I read it again. I don't think I'd ever thought about this. But they had to hunt for Daniel. How come? Because he weren't there. Well, that tickled me to death. He wasn't there. That wasn't his crowd. We may be separated and segregated in this world. We may be the fanatical and those that will not acquiesce. But I don't need your stuff. I've got a God. 
queen finally told him, said, Belshazzar, there is a man. Your father knew him. He said, your father knew what he could do. Your father had him interpreting dreams and visions. He was a man that your father recognized was of an excellent spirit and of the spirits of the holy gods dwelled in him. He said, he, your father, received light, enlightenment and wisdom because of this man, Daniel. Get him. Bible said they brought old Daniel in there. He told Daniel, well, he asked him, he said, are you Daniel? Are you the one that they say can answer all these things? He said, here's what I'm going to do for you. He said, if you'll answer this, this that has been wrote on the wall, if you'll tell me that what that means, he said, I'll give you a big gold chain to put around your neck. And he said, I'm going to give you the, the raiments of kings. And he said, I'm going to make you the third ruler in this entire world. He said, that's what I'll give you, Daniel. You know what Daniel told him? He said, Daniel, I'm going to raise you to a point of power. Did you know Daniel had done been there? He done been there, done that part. <coughs> Daniel looked at him and he said, don't need your stuff. I don't need your appointment to power. But I will tell you what it says. The world will offer you a lot of stuff. But let me close tonight with this. There are three specific places the Apostle Paul deals with covetousness. And that's the heart of all these things. Covetous for money, covetous for protection, covetous for power. All of these things are just the root of our nature, the flesh nature. And I want you to hear what I say as we close tonight. I'll ask them to come to the, come to the instrument. <coughs> Hebrews chapter number 13. The Apostle Paul said, let your conversation be without covetousness. And be content with such things as ye have. Listen to what he said. For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. You know how many times that's been quoted? I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Have you ever stopped to consider that that statement is there because he is advising us to be content? Preacher, how am, I, how am I supposed to be content when I don't make but $4 an hour? You say, good, nah. what are you talking about? The minimum wage is seven fifty. No, back when I was coming up, I, had, I made $4 an hour. And there's a day come that the Holy Spirit touched my heart and said, tithe. And out there in the gravels, it was still gravels. We had a little single wide trailer parked on the, on the hill there. And I went out in the gravel and I knelt down and I said, God, I know what you're saying, but $4 an hour don't go far. And I got a little family and I got, we need groceries. 
We, we, we barely making it. I don't know where in the world or how. And the Holy Spirit wouldn't let up. He just kept pressing and said, you tied that. You know what happens when you wrestle with God? <laughs> you come to a clear understanding that it's his way or no way. When I finally got surrendered, I said, God, sink or swim, live or die, we're fixing to tithe this, and I'm going to trust you. I walked in the house at about 1130, almost midnight. I told Teresa, I said, everything that comes through this door is to be tithed. She said, you're crazy. She said, we won't be able to pay any bills. We won't be able to eat. I said, it don't make any difference. God said, tithe it, and we're going to do it. And she did. (laughs) Enough said. It's because as far as what the world has to offer, they can keep it. I got one that supplies my need. Ain't never failed. There's been many a time he made me believe him before he gave it. There's been many a time. One in particular, I'll never forget it. Miller's Cove Church called me and said, would you come preach for us Sunday morning? I said, I'll be there. We didn't have gas in the vehicle, nor did we have money to buy any. Same time, by the way. We left Tipton Loop Road, drove to West Miller's Cove on faith. Had no idea how I was going to get home. I didn't tell nobody. I didn't ask for nothing. I just went and did what he said to do. They had a fellowship, a handshake at the end. I'm standing up there. And you know, God used, I believe, his oldest woman there. Mark Heron's mother's who it was. She come walking around there and she took my hand. She said, son, she said, God said, give you this. I just stuck it in my pocket. And I got out there, Teresa said, we've got to have gas. I said, I know it. She said, I ain't got no money. I said, I got little. Where'd you get it? <laughs> You can keep it if it's of the world. Don't need it. My God can provide all my needs. That little woman gave me $20. That's a lot of gas money back in. We had a little Corolla hatchback. Came in, the thing barely run. Didn't take much gas either. I had money in my pocket when I went to work Monday morning. Paul would say in Philippians chapter 4, he said, not that I speak in respect of want. He said, hear me now. He said, I'm not telling you this because I'm hungry or I'm thirsty or God has failed me. or No, 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 no. No, he said, I'm not speaking in respect of want. He said, but hear what I have to say. He said, for I have learned that in whatsoever state that I'm in, therewith to be 
content, satisfied. To the world, we just need to say, keep it. I am content with my provision. By the way, that's what you're saying you are not when you buy a lottery ticket. You're saying, I am not content with what you're doing. I am not content that you ain't made me a millionaire. I am not content by this meager ration that you seemingly think is enough. That's what you're saying. It is the definition of ungrateful. When you pay money God sent for a future he did not. You see where I stand now, don't you? First Timothy chapter 6, and we close at verse number 8. The Apostle Paul said this, very simple statement. He said, in having food and raiment, let us therewith be content. Wait, he didn't say nothing about a boat. That's our problem. You don't need a boat. Some of us got two or three vehicles. Did you know you don't need all of them? No. The problem with this country today is it's chasing after its wants, not its needs. And it's trusting the world, not him. Having food and raiment, we need to just be content. And the Bible said concerning contentment, that godliness with contentment Great gain. You know what he told Abram? I'm, I'm finished. He told Abram in chapter 15, verse number one. Now that's after what I read to you begins chapter 15 in verse number one. And the Bible said, and the Lord God said to Abram. He said, I am thy God and thy exceeding great Reward. Oh, Abram looked at King of Sodom. He said, keep it. Lest you brag about making me wealthy, I don't even want a shoelace if it came from you. I'm going to trust God. And the very next verse, God said, by the way, Abram, I'll be your exceeding great reward. He could have got it from the king of Sodom. An exceeding great reward. But the very next, I just love the hound out of that, don't you? The very next thing, the Lord God spoke to him and said, I got you. You just gave up an exceeding great reward from the world. You said to the world, keep it. But I got you. I will be your exceeding great reward that's good stand with us if you're here tonight and need the Lord altars open if you're not content in your heart that's a heart problem that is a problem where you want things that amen are just about covetousness we need to get right with God and get content and be grateful for what he's done go ahead and sing